Okay, ladies and gentlemen, citizens of the world, otherkins, furries, dragonkins, wolfkins, and whoever wants to listen to us, welcome to the Knife Journal And I'm here recording live on YouTube. We are doing live stuff. Right. So uh, if you're listening to this on iTunes, which I I gather most of our listeners actually do, if you ever want to contribute to the show live, uh, you can go to the Average Iowa Guy uh, YouTube channel when we're recording, and you can ask your questions. We love it when we interact with chat. We uh, talk to people back and forth, and this time I'm going to try to do a better job of being more visual and describing what it is we see uh, when we put things up on on screen. Uh, if you've only ever seen this podcast on my YouTube channel, we all are also on iTunes under the Knife Journal podcast. We have 111 other episodes, and what most people do is they start with episode number one and they binge listen. So I want to give <laughs> I want to give a shout out to all of our trucker listeners. We love you. Uh, you yeah. guys are keeping the economy working, and I'm actually going to talk about you a little bit today. Um, Truckers. Yep. You guys keep everything moving. Probably, I would say probably our number one uh, consumers of uh, podcasts and audiobooks and things in the entire world are American truckers. And uh, I support this message. In fact, in honor of you, I have downloaded a new video game, and the video game is called American Truck Simulator. <laughs> and I listen to podcasts. And while, I just, you're, while you're pretending to drive? Yeah, That's while great. I'm pretending to drive a big truck on the video game, and I drive all over the West, and I pick up a accidents. load here, and I drop it off there, and I get in accidents, and I um, you know, have to find a place to stop for the night, and I get tired, and I run out of gas, and all this kind of stuff. Um, so if, if you want to know what it is most of our listeners experience while they're listening to us, Go ahead and and go on uh, Steam or whatever gaming platform you use and look up American Trucking Simulator. Download that game, play it, and listen to us on the podcast. All right. I have a declaration to make before we start. All right. Are you ready? Yep. I am eating French toast for dinner, oh. and there is nothing that anyone can do to stop it. You know what? what do you I love I love French toast. <laughs> I don't eat it a lot, but I do love French toast. There's no question about it. And it, it dates back from long time ago in a place far, far away when my grandmother used to make French toast and uh, with Wonder Bread. 
Oh, it's great, isn't it? Yep. And and I would eat it without, believe it or not, maple syrup. I would just take it and I would take a piece of butter and I would fold it in half like a like a half sandwich. Right. And the butter would just be oozing out all over. I can't hardly do it now because I got a mustache. It gets all over everything. So. Oh, I see you're rocking a uh, an actual beard and not a soy boy beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the latest. I was that was uh, getting ready for the uh, the camp out that never was. I, it did happen. It just <laughs> happened with me and our buddy Gene. <laughs> yeah, I know you guys had a good time. I had actually had. Serious issues, and if I'd have been gone, yeah, there's nobody would have had to come and deal with that. Because what happened was, it was really kind of funny. I had a um, for the past week, we had been hearing a funny kind of a funny noise, and I didn't really like like some sort of a rat or something. It was it was going, yeah, (laughs) I've heard that. It was, and it wasn't from me. It wasn't because we were eating sauerkraut or nothing. It was just like every once in a while it would just be like, and I I was like, what the hell is that noise? And uh, I went downstairs and it was water everywhere. Oh no! It was it was coming out of the top of the um the water heater, the the pop off valve. Hey, wasn't that an episode of Sopranos? Yes, actually, it was. And so, and uh, well, it, so I ended up having to go get one and shut the water down, and and then when I what I found out was not only was the pop the reason the pop off valve was bad was because there's a I have a big accumulator tank, okay, that has air pressure in it and it's it's like a it stops the the quote unquote water hammer. I have a three story house. So what happens is, if you know anything about water pressure, the more bigger the column of water, yeah, the higher you know, the, pressure, the, higher the pressure is. So, like when you take a shower on the third floor and you shut the water off, if I if you don't have one of those accumulators, you get what's called water hammer, and it, believe it or not, actually causes solder joints to break. It, I mean, it just is a it's constant a goddamn uh, weight. Yep, exactly. Because yeah. you look, if it's got an inch pipe. You know, you got an inch column of water up, you know, 30 feet, you know, so adds adds PSI to the to what actually gets the water going up there. Right. So anyways, because you have to overcome that. Right. Um, you have to go overcome that pressure to get water to the third floor. So anyways, we have accumulators everywhere. Well, accumulators, I don't know if it's a design flaw or what it is, but they're, they tend to get, quote unquote, waterlogged. So there's a bladder in there, and the bladder gets a little dinky hole in it, and then all the water goes into the other side of the bladder. Right. So all of a sudden, it fills the whole tank fills up with with water, and it's hanging because it's real light when it's when it's empty. Right. Um. Because it only has like a, I mean, it probably only puts maybe a cup of water or two cups of water in it. It's not very much, and uh, and it's hanging off of a copper pipe. And so once it gets like three gallons of water in it, when it gets waterlogged, and that causes all kinds of problems and, you know, that's, pipes. Uh, yeah, that's a lot that kind of, of shit. Yeah, three gallons of water is 24 pounds. Yep, yep. And that's hanging off of a copper pipe. And then, so just as I get that corrected, then I get a um, my, my heat pump 
because I have a boiler in the garage and a boiler in the house. And the boiler okay. in the garage has two big pipes that come feed water into the house, hot water into the house. Okay. So that main pump is very important when you're burning wood in the garage. Right. Because that brings all the hot water into the house. So that means hot showers, hot floors, hot, you know, and it's 17 below zero. It's very, very important to have that operational. Well, right. it decided that it was not going to be operational. Those those circulating pumps, they have like a, I guess a six to eight year lifespan is what they told me. And I've okay. been living here for 10 years. So, and I don't remember ever changing that one before. So I guess that's probably outlived its useful life. Mm-hmm. So I had to swap that out, which meant I had to get one, which they're not just like, you can't just go down to your local hardware store and get one. No. You got to go to a plumbing supply store or a heating supply store. So anyways, I got that all squared away and I missed my camping trip because of it. I was kind of bummed. All right. So um, here you go. I got to read some chat. We already have active chat, which is amazing. Thanks everybody for joining us. Steve Kluver says, hey, all, it's 31 degrees here right now. Okay, well, that's just yeah. disgusting. Screw. Screw. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Venture says, hey, do you have a simulated animal companion in your truck like BJ and the bear? I say no, but I do wear a Peterbilt cap, and I pretend like I'm talking on the CB. Really? And, yes. Do they still use CBs? I have a CB in my truck. Do, I, I mean, do, do truckers still use CBs? I don't know. We should ask our trucker friends. Yeah, they still use them. I think I think a lot of trucks still have them, uh, and they monitor nineteen for you know road construction and things like that. Um, but Did they say uh, breaker one nine. Uh, you will. You would only say break one nine if you if somebody else is in the middle of a conversation on channel nineteen and you want to break in and not be rude. Ah. That's why you would say that, and don't ask me how I know that. Okay, and let's see. Corey Murphy says, bad link on Facebook. Nice beard, Jim. Oh, thank you. Up there, hope y'all are stocked up on Taco Bell packets. Um, (laughs) Okay, now what is that? that Yeah, that's reference to a guy that survived a couple, I don't even know how long it was, but he was eating Taco Bell food uh, the whole time. I I mean, not Taco Bell Bell food, Taco Bell um, see, I'm trying to find your your where we're looking at the the chat. Um, what they what it was was a Taco Bell packets, the the hot sauce packets. Okay. So he apparently survived. I mean, people, if you're in the car stuck for three or four days, you're not going to starve to death. Trust me. I'll guarantee you that everybody's can shed ten pounds without too much trouble. <laughs> yeah, you'll be fine. You're just going to be a little bit miserable. And but stuff. you need to be. You need to. You need to source some water that's where and and not eating snow is not a is not a good no, you got to melt that shit fam yeah you got to melt that shit so um that is so bizarre i can't i can't see anybody where anybody's talking well you'd have to go to the uh average iowa guy channel and we're live on there and you would have to um do i click on the okay i have i have uh related to this i have a link to share um, our first news story, I think everybody will appreciate, given that we're talking about taco packets. Um, let me find it. Here it is. Uh, and I have to go back and make sure that I share this to everyone. 
Okay. Uh, Tennessee man accused of dipping testicles into customer's salsa. <laughs> nice. <laughs> There's the guy. Nice. So you, you've got um, – he's uh, he's one of these like Uber well, – I don't know that it's Uber, but anyway, dinner delivered, a food delivery service. So if you don't know if – if you live in a city that has Uber, you can call them to deliver you food. Well, apparently this is another kind of service called di- Dinner Delivered. And they left him like a, a short tip. And so <laughs> he, he put the tip of something else in the food. Nice. Nice. <laughs> uh, I tell you what, that's for that's for people that, you know, send their shit back, send their food back all the time, the quote unquote foodies. There's yeah, don't so, be mean, people. Just I tell you what, this mean. is my this is what I do. I I never send food back. Uh-huh. Never, never, never. If I have a bad experience, I won't bitch. Everybody has three strikes. I'll give a restaurant three strikes. If they can't get it right on you know one out of three times, then I'm I won't go back again. I mean, it has okay. to take like an act of Congress to get me to go back again. But but it's always like the same thing, you know. But but you know, I've been with with people that are like, oh, I'm sending this back. I'm sending this back three times. Like, no, I am. No, not, no. No. Don't give the waitress a hard time. Don't give the waitress a hard time. It's going to come back with a load in it, bro. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Fried, fried turd. Right. (laughs) No. All right. No, I'm not doing that. Okay. I got to. Anybody see my, my make America great hat? Uh, Okay, chat, what do you think about Jim's hat? Jim, say something. You see my Make America Great hat? <laughs> Where'd you get that one? Did you buy it from a souvenir shop? Yeah, it's uh, um, made in China. Okay, hold on a second. <laughs> hold on one second. Oh, yeah, there you go. You see that? I'm here. Okay, so I have an original Make America Great Again hat from the campaign yep. with the little red piping around there. That's important. Mine doesn't have that. Right, and it's made, the original ones. We're made in China. I have no idea. It doesn't say there's no label think, on the inside. I think that was the people were bitching. I don't, you'd have, you have a real hard time getting hats that are not made in China. Right, I mean, you can't get any kind of a garment. There's a place in Ure, Colorado that I buy all of my hats from if I want a hat Mm -hmm. that actually makes hats. I doubt um, this was gifted to me by somebody that donated a couple hundred bucks to the campaign and uh, got a, got a hat out of it. But I mean, honestly, if you, if you wear this in public, you're just asking for it. I I wear mine in public all the time. I just, I try, (laughs) I seriously, I try, I, you know, it's like it's like I don't know if you remember the uh, uh, was it Everready battery? Uh, the uh, Energizer Bunny. Energizer Energizer. Ba- no, when what's his name uh, Conrad put it on his shoulder. I can't think of his first name. He used to he used to play in um, Wild Wild West, and he would he had a battery on his shoulder, and he'd say, "Knock it off! I dare you to knock it off." <laughs> I don't remember the. I'll have to look that up. Okay, I got a funny story. Uh, there's a, a we have a lot of friends in Traverse City, right? I have I run this supper club on the peninsula that I live on, and uh, 
we've got all kinds of people showing up at this thing and we anybody who is invited has something really interesting about them so there's a four-star general um there's multiple uh uh people with all kinds of different backgrounds, like really interesting people like Jim. Mm-hmm. If you ever wanted to come to one, you would be absolutely welcome because you would fit right in. Yeah. But no, I'll, go ahead. Yeah. Nobody that comes to this is any kind of a schlub or idiot. I, I mean, we have ship captains over like real ship captains, mm-hmm. you know, like all this kind of stuff. Uh, people that, you know, run vineyards, you name it. Uh, but so anyway, I'm kind of at this, at the center of this social circle, and uh, not because uh, anybody actually wants to associate with me. It's more that um, I'm willing to host a party. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not because I'm the cool one in the group. It's just I am willing to host a shindig and I can cook pretty good. Um, anyway, uh, uh, let's see. What was I going to say? Um, I, I just put that commercial. It's Bob Conrad was the guy's okay. name. It was done in 1977, and they were ever-ready batteries. And that link I put in the chat is um, is him doing it. Son of a bitch. Where was I going with that story? I don't know. Oh, Make America Great Again hat, pissing people off. Okay, so at, at my last party, um, there there are – I don't care what your politics are. I could give a- Right. I'm not going to talk about it with you and I don't care what your politics are. Well, um, I do. We were like to hang around knuckleheads. Well, we were cleaning out my office um, because Gretchen wanted to put up her keyboard up here and, you know, a couple other things in the office. So we were cleaning it out. And one of the things that got cleaned out and put in a box outside the office right on top of the box was my Make America Great Again hat. And this lady walked up and looked at it, and she's like, oh, my God. It was like the exorcist, you know. That's funny. And she was on the way out the door. And uh, so I, I picked it up and quick snapped it on top of her head. And she, like, flipped <laughs> out. Anyway, let's talk a, a little bit about chat. Um, Steve Kluver, uh, we ta- heard from him earlier, said he's in Carroll, Iowa. Welcome, Carroll, Iowa. I used to be in Humboldt, which is the best little town in America besides Traverse City, Iowa, uh, Michigan, hmm. and uh, Okaboji. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Corey Murphy says, five days in Oregon, hot sauce packets. And he says, ooh, what about the Benchmade gun destruction story? Oh, yeah. I don't know this one, so you need to talk about it. Well, apparently what happened was um, Benchmade, some people from Benchmade were asked to to help destroy some guns that had been apparently adjudicated, confiscated. They didn't want to have an auction sale and sell them. Um, That's what we do in Michigan. Typically, they... uh, you know, if it's a suicide weapon, it tends to go back to the spouse, and the spouse says to do whatever you want to do with it, or you know, whatever. Um, uh, that's the, fucking depressing. Yeah. Well, you know, the gun works. Yeah, it was effective. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So, so what they did was they, you know, uh, they basically said, yeah, we'll, we'll help you destroy the guns. And they, okay. there was a video, somebody posted a video, which makes no sense at all. It was actually probably one of the worst decisions Benchmade could have made because the, because the optics are just not good. You right. know, I mean, wh whether or not the, I mean, the guns were going to get destroyed no matter what. Mm -hmm. You know who did it? It, I, it was a kind of irrelevant because they were slated to get destroyed anyways. Um, and they were, my understanding was they were they were guns that were either used in crimes, they were they were confiscated and couldn't be returned. Um, you know, like if like a felon has a bunch of guns and you can't, you know, they're hand handguns in mm -hmm. registered in their name and stuff, and you can't, you know, so. Part of that I understand. Problem is that Benchmade, 99% of their customers are pro-gun, pro-Second Amendment people. And, uh, you know, the optics just, they took a big black eye for that. Right. Um, and I, I don't think it was a very wise well, why decision. Didn't, why didn't they take, it, take the steel and melt it down and turn it into something else, you know, well, instead of... The well, I think Ethan Becker hands. tried that at one point in time. Yeah, the, the, the uh, 1043 steel. Yeah, the, the, uh, so rifle barrel steel is is not knife steel. Rifle barrel steel is very um, soft and malleable. Uh, that's why barrels can bend instead of breaking. Um, they're made to absorb uh, impact. And uh, Ethan's original set of kukris and i actually have a couple of them here they're made out of they're 4140 oh, yeah, and right. uh they're uh, you, they won't hold an edge you can't get them past rockwell like 40 if that yeah honestly I, rockwell 40 it'd be high yeah and uh, steel. and so they um uh they were a complete bust and you know so he had crates of them <laughs> okay <laughs> which Corey. is not funny but it, it is kind of funny because you know, you would think that a rifle barrel is a freaking, you know, should be a, should be a, badass. Ought to be able to do a lot of stuff, right? You know, but but it, you also can't have it hardened, or it won't right flex exactly. as the right exactly. Anyway, um, so, Corey so, Murphy yeah. says uh, good stuff. Now he needs to get a Trumpy bear to you. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure what that is, but that sounds badass. Uh, he says rogue American apparel hats are all USA made. Uh, okay, we have a guy, Expat Prepper, who's been around my channel for a long time. Thanks for being a loyal supporter and a supporter of the podcast. He says, hello from the Philippine, Philippines Black Island. Uh, there's going to be a civil roar between right and left you watch. Okay, so uh, my thing is, is like I love the Philippines, and I hope that you indulge in the local culture, because when I was there, I absolutely did. I was at the airport and I got a massage um, in Happy public. Massage? No, in public with no nothing disguising anything, uh, none of that shit. Uh, and it was just a regular back rub because I'd been sleeping on concrete for a couple weeks. And I indulged in lumpia, which is everywhere. And then uh, street food, which was usually pork on a skewer with some sort of a sauce on it that has 7-Up and ground-up pork liver and banana ketchup and some other things. And lupium are just uh, basically egg rolls. And then the other thing I ate a whole shitload of, um, 
and actually helped prepare it is something called lechon, where you take a suckling pig and you skewer him after he's cleaned out and you pack his um, cleaned out little body with uh, onions and different garlic and, you know, you know, green onions, all this kind of shit. And you sew him up and then you roast him over low coals all day long, brushing him with Coca-Cola until his skin is nice and brown and that meat is falling off the bone tender. Mm. And, and while you're doing that, you sit around drinking the other thing, which I hope expat uh, prepper indulges in, which is, uh, 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 oh, palm wine. So, <laughs> so uh, he'll know exactly what that is. But um, basically, you sit around in a circle with a jug of palm wine, and you have teeny tiny little cups. And the, the jug keeps getting passed around. And when you say no mas, no mas, because you're falling down or whatever, then it's your <laughs> turn to go and pour the wine for a while. All right. So here's my first story. Okay, let's hear it. Earth's magnetic pole is shifting faster than scientists predicted. Do you have a, can you share it to the screen? Uh, I don't know how to do that. Okay, if you look, if you scroll your mouse over the Hangout, and to the left, you'll see Share Screen. Uh, it's a little green arrow thing. Okay, yep. And then click that, and then click, you, you have to do Application Window. Oh, yeah, there it is. Got it. You okay, and, and now um, go back to the Hangout screen and click uh, Share to Everyone so that when we talk, that only shows up and our faces don't show up. Share. Oh, application screen. Share. There we are. You see it? Yeah, but there should oh, be a at the, top, at, at the top center of your screen, there should be another button that says... Uh, uh, show to everyone or whatever. All right, I'm not seeing that. That's oh, annoying. I'll just shut up then. So read your story. No, I'm not going to read it. Well, what do you have to say about it? Uh, well, I find it fascinating. I mean, they're talking about how much this shared. I mean, how much this, uh, this has changed. And it's like, uh, I mean, that's not sharing to everybody. Well, it only it will only show on the screen when you are talking. So when I talk, it gets minimized into the lower right corner. Oh, okay. That's why I can't talk if you want people to see the article. Oh, okay. So otherwise, how do I do it? Anyways, um, now, now see, I can't even scroll down and read it. That's bizarre. I don't like that. That sucks. Maybe if I go like this, there you go. Well, go into that. another there you go. Now, now I can do it. Yeah. Okay. So they're talking about the north, the, the magnetic north pole shifted like 50 kilometers, which is what, 30 miles or so uh, in the last year. They're saying it's shifting so much faster than they than it Ooh, ever has I, in the I past. I didn't have an ad for flashlights from Amazon <laughs> showing up on your I don't know. Where is it? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> you're a dick. <laughs> um, yeah, there's, so so they've been kind of measuring it since it looks like the, what, 1900s, early 1900s. And they've been able to reliably track where the magnetic pole 
where the magnetic field is. And, you know, it speeds up your and slows down some years. But this this last year, it moved more than it's ever moved before by four times the amount, I think, or five times the, 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 the distance. So literally, it's enough to make, if you were like going across the ocean and following a compass, you could end up like missing your mark by a lot. Yeah, if you don't know where true um, magnetic north is right. and all that, right? There's a, that's why why you have to why there's a declination, right? Uh, and it varies, right? So, but, but typically, yeah. if the pole is moving only six miles and it goes back and forth six mm-hmm. miles, that's you know kind of within the the air, air you know if you're walking with a compass, you're not going to notice it, right? If you're flying an airplane. You oh, might notice it. Oh fuck! Yeah, if you you're know, going, going a great distance, you, or whatever. Yep, yep. Yep. So it used to be that we'd say, you know, the GPSs and the Lorans are excellent, but you better know how to use your compass because you're one diode away from disaster with those electronic gears. But now you look at thirty, you know, thirty miles <laughs> might throw you off a little bit. Yeah, and so my, <laughs> um, so if people don't know what the, what he's talking about. Um, there's a difference between magnetic north and true north. Right. And depending where you are in the world, um, uh, depending where you are in the world, it will be a number of degrees either east or west of of what you think is magnetic north. Right. And it and it varies and there's lines and you anytime you get a map. Uh, make sure you get a, a new map published very, very recently because it'll tell you what de- declination to um, set your compass to. And uh, uh, anyway, if there are different compasses, if you get a compass and you're going to rely on it, I suggest that you get one that lets you set the declination Um Shit, I can't even remember what kind of compass I have. But if you look on Amazon and you search compass, there's uh, Silva is the model that's going to come up. But make sure that you get the one that says um, that lets you adjust for the declination. And make sure before you go somewhere, and this is uh, anytime I go anywhere in the world, I usually bring a GPS, but I also bring a compass, and I know what the declination is there. And you can look it up online if you don't have an uh, an updated map. And most most of the places I I go, they they update maps every ten years or whatever. Um, so your declination might be nine years out of date, and you can be totally screwed up if you're walking. You know, I I'll go someplace and walk uh, three four hundred miles, but um, you know. Uh, and so it might make a small difference there. Um, but anyway, th- that's what Jim so, is talking about. So, and that's so, why what he's talking about is important. And and they're presenting it as the possibility of an ap- apocalyptic uh, episode event, mm-hmm. um, which would be the polar shift. Right now, the, the pole is heading to Russia, which is kind of funny. So the So the magnetic pole is heading toward Russia at an alarming rate, they say. And uh, we could have a polar a polar flip, which 
you know, I've I've had a couple people try to explain what actually would happen. I, I'm not sure they really know what actually would happen. If the if the Earth actually tilted on its axis, I would say yes, we would have a major problem. But if the if the magnetic north shifted to the equator, I'm, I mean, I don't think the whole planet would would you start spinning it, on on that. But maybe I don't know. Yeah, that's that's weird because it, for, in my mind, if magnetic north is shifting. Something is going on inside of the Earth's crust that is that is changing the composition so that right we're sucking out too much oil and the bearings uh, are, go- are running dry. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I, I think I actually you said something a couple podcasts ago that uh, I need a source for. What's that? And I believe you, but I actually need a source for it. What's you that? said that. Um, it, back in Rockefeller times, uh, oh. it, it, he yep. used uh, the term fossil fuels as a... Uh, I'll have to find where I found that. Right. But he, anyway, Jim said that he, Rockefeller used the term fossil fuels to make oil seem more rare than it is. And it turns out that fossil fuels are not actually from dinosaurs and plant bullshit and you know fish shit and all that. And that the Earth actually renews it on its own. Um, I, I I haven't actually gone looking, but that is a that that actually has stuck in my mind as something that you've said recently that yeah. I uh, am actually somewhat interested in. I'll have to find it okay. because there because there was a there I was an article that I read and they they were saying that um, that the they can't figure out I mean. For, for a while, they were explaining it away as, well, our technology is just better to find it. But the, I don't think it is. I think they were, they were implying that uh, the Earth is actually making up on its own because it's not – I mean, it's not organic. I mean, if you well, would think that if a, if, if a, a dinosaur dies – what part of that is going to catch on fire and burn? The skin and fat and anything that has carbon in it. Right. How, I mean, but how much? I mean, how? I mean, how does it actually happen? I don't Nobody know. can and actually it, say that's a, and that's the point. I, I think it probably has nothing to do with dinosaurs. Right. I think it has much more to do with plant material uh, because there's far more carbon in plants. But, okay, and but let's let's, and let's shit think like about that. this a minute. Think about okay. this a minute. Right. Where where is this where is this oil? This crude oil coming from? Well, and this is where you're right because the <laughs> thing is is that the uh, again, I I I am I'm uh, the only reason I'm bringing this yep. up I'll find is it. We'll because get a, we'll get a link to it. I I try to get people to think a little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. talking about something that's miles below the earth. Right. Way below anything that we've ever gone down and if you want to know where dinosaurs are, go out into Wyoming yeah. where they've cut a new road. It's not miles below the surface. It's uh, 20 or 30 feet. Right. You know, so. Yeah, I, I it, don't was know. A, it was like one of those. It was like one of those funny articles that you, that is, I'm sure is not like. A, I mean, obviously, it wasn't mainstream media because they don't want. I mean, this doesn't fit the, the narrative. 
I mean, you got to remember that. That's the other side of it too. It's like the global global warming stuff. If you're a global, if you don't believe in global warming, and you're a scientist, you will get you'll get shunned. You will well, get thrown out of everything. I, I think that the climate is changing. Yeah. I just of course it is. Of course, because when was it not? When right, was exactly. it? Um, <laughs> so now our chat is arguing about uh, flat Earth and all that, and no. I I will let them do that. No. <laughs> you guys, I don't want to argue with that. <laughs> you guys have fun I've with seen, that. I've seen the curvature of the Earth. I know it's not flat. Well, how did you see it, Jim? I must have been through my round eyes. <laughs> what, what were you? Were you? I was up? on a actually on a boat. I've I've seen it on a boat. I've well, seen that's it. an optical illusion. Yep, I've seen it in an airplane. Well, you know that light when I was, bends when I was in, in when I went uh, to the space station, I uh, I saw you it. weren't on the space station. I was, I was. How were you on the space station? I can't tell you. It's classified. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was never on the space station. Okay, and but here's I the was other in the thing. Lunar I, lander. Here's, here's the other. I thing. was in the lunar lander. Yeah, at the museum or whatever. Okay, so here's the other thing I am obligated to say. I am not an employee of the United States government. I have never been. I am not CIA, and I have never been in the military. <laughs> and <laughs> that, that's all I'm going to say. Like, Anyways. Um, <laughs> well, so, so what they're going to say is you saw it through the, uh, through the airplane window, and they're going to say that's an LCD display. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> I, you know what? When when people get when people, I walk away. <laughs> I I have no time for that silliness. I, if, so if you're if you want to walk up to me and tell me that it's all a giant ruse, we never landed on the moon, and uh, you know there's no such thing as you know, um, uh, well the Earth is flat, and you know what? I, I'm sorry, but you're apparently not smart enough to figure it out on your own. Okay. And your, your, your brain needs to be, um, you need to be, uh, sent to a, uh, a, um, what do they call those camps? <laughs> Readjustment camps. Now they, I, I don't know. I mean, people can believe people believe all kinds of silly stuff, you know, and, and says, uh, oi, oi, groovers. Uh, <laughs> we never landed on the moon. The earth is flat. <laughs> <laughs> I love chat. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yep. Like a, there was a, there was a movie called weird science. Remember seen that? That was probably when you were in like junior high school. Uh, what's this weird sinus? Yeah, Weird Science. I like that one. And the other one I like, which is somewhat of a survival movie that I, I think our our listeners would be very interested in. It stars Ron Perlman. Are you ready? Can you guess what movie I'm thinking of? Mm -mm. The Quest for Fire. Oh. <laughs> 
And Ron Perlman uh, invents. Uh, well, anyway, I'll have to. What was the What was the movie? It. I don't know. What I was the movie? What family? When they were. Uh, there was a child prodigy. Uh, Bobby Fisher or whatever. No, 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 no. And it, no, it was a. It was a. Ah, it was a, it was another one that was I don't think it was wasn't weird science the one where they made a girl uh that's the um yeah they made like some model or something of a computer girl or something yeah that was, I don't and remember. that was I think weird science right this other yeah. one was this other one was they they were making a um they were making a laser and it was a child prodigy, and then a kid uh, that's that lived real genius. Real genius. Real genius is like, fucking the bomb. That was that that's was like one of the funniest Kemmer. movies I can yeah. remember. Old movies like that. Yeah, got a big kick out of it. I got a big kick out of it. That's what's your, what's your next story? I, is it my turn? Uh, yeah, I just talked. I just said I okay. Don't have a so we're segueing into. Uh, uh, here it goes. Um. Okay, uh, I have an article. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Well, it's not really an article. So um, somebody uh, somebody uh, sent me a thing um, yesterday. I was talking to somebody about uh, one of his friends. Is uh, His ancestry comes from Mexico. And he's a firefighter, and my friend is a policeman. And uh, he said that his friend from Mexico started having uh, lumps and things on his palms uh, over where the, the pads are on your palms, this mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. And then are those calluses? No. From working? Some, some lumps over where the fingers go, and they're getting bigger, and his fingers are starting to contract a little bit. Ooh. Well... Uh, the reason he called me or, or, or text, uh, didn't text or call, used Facebook Messenger is because I do some hand surgery. And he said, uh, what's going on? And it, I said, it's Dupuytren's contracture. And what that is, is that uh, the fibrous parts of your, of your ligaments and tendons in your palm start to uh, shorten and contract so that your fingers get um, more and more contracted. And his friend has it in the early stages. And his friend's from Mexico, and he was feeling real bad about it and all this. And he said, uh, well, you know, somebody presented him three options, one of which is collagenase injections. Another is, uh, can't remember what he said, oh, needle, needle rupture of the bands, and the third is open surgery. I said, well, those are all three good options, um, but the problem is if your friend doesn't have a 30-degree contraction, so this is, it, there, there, are, uh, there are actual criteria for when you do an open procedure on Dupuytren's contracture, and the last I knew, it was 30 degrees of, con- of flexion contracture. Well, so we went on and on, and, and basically what I told him was, uh, well, you know, that means that your friend from Mexico has Viking ancestry uh, because, because another name for uh, Dupuytren's contracture is Viking's disease. And the old meme was that when your hands were contracted like this, you could hold on to the oars better, and that's why the Vikings all had it. 
but it turns out it's extremely high in people with uh, ancestry from the Vikings, so mm-hmm. people with Northern European ancestry. And he says, well, my friend is from Mexico. And I said, well, the Vikings partied in, in Spain, fam. Yep. <laughs> and Spain went to Mexico. Yep. Hence, you know, anyway, uh, his question as it relates to knives is, is uh, he likes slip joints. Uh, and he wanted to know um, some slip joints that we like. So I gave him three examples. And actually, I only gave him two. I forgot the third. The first example was the uh, Spyderco Rhodey, which is one of my all-time favorite knives. Unfortunately, I uh, got into a snowdrift earlier, and I had to get towed out of it. And I, the tow truck driver had his uh, 12-year-old son in the car, and uh, because I was so happy they pulled me out, I gave his son my Spider Co. Roadie, which I am want to do. So I don't have one, but I have one on the way. Nice. The, the second one is the Jim has one of these. Um, yeah. This is you probably have this exact one, and this mm-hmm. is the uh, first edition special. Blah blah blah. The Benchmade prop uh, proper or proper, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a. It's a slip joint. Um, this is one of my all-time favorite knives. It's a little... I like the Spider Corrode because it's so small and it does what I need it to do. But if you're looking for a slip joint, this is awesome. And my third favorite slip joint, and actually my favorite of all, but I'm uh, I'm in the minority here, is the elephant toe pattern. And so I'm holding up... Uh, this one is a Rough Riders. And, and he wrote back, well, I want a traditional one, but the problem is the elephant toes are also expensive and they only release them every couple of years. And he, what he's referring to is the uh, Case Vault Series, uh, Vault Series elephant toe pattern. Uh, so th- what they do is it, they'll have a pattern that they only make every once in a while and that's called a vault pattern and so every few years they'll bring it back and so every time they've brought it back for the last couple decades i've bought the pattern um but they don't make it very often so if you want to and it's usually quite expensive because they only make a couple hundred of them um so if you want to try the elephant toe pattern but you don't want to pay um either an aftermarket price which is going to be several hundred dollars or whatever the case, um, if you can actually find one, uh, price is when they release it out of the vault and there's still a few left, uh, something to try is, uh, marbles, knives, and a company called rough riders. And you can find this on Amazon. They both make an elephant toe pattern. And I think both of these knives are made in the same company. And I can tell you, I have both the, uh, the marbles version and i also have the rough riders version and i can tell you that the fit and finish on these and the way things work and and everything they did about them is every bit as good as any of the case vault knives that i have so if you want to try my favorite pattern i would suggest getting one of those cheaper alternatives and carrying it around for a bit deciding if you like it and then just wait until you can get uh, a case vault pattern of it. Also, uh, Canal Street Cutlery made some. I think Great Eastern Cutlery made some. I think Derek's company, rest in peace. What was it, Northwoods? Yeah. 
yeah, knives or whatever made a made a, a limited run of them, and I think I bought one with elephant ivory on it. Yeah, from knife which, ivory. Uh, yeah. Um, was it but, mastodon uh, ivory, right? Not yeah, right mas- mastodon yeah. ivory. Um, but anyway, elephant I, ivory is. Uh, no, and? you can you can still get it. Um, well, you got to have like you have to have like all kinds of paperwork. Yeah, you have to have it. paperwork, and there are people that still have um, elephant ivory that has paperwork on it. Yeah, and you know, so there you know are really still knives being actually, made. Actually, they're talking about pianos now. Yeah, P- orig- old pianos have elephant ivory on the on the can keys. I, can I tell you something? Go ahead. I have more elephant ivory than I could ever possibly use. Mm-hmm. You want to know why I have it? You have a piano? No. I don't have a piano. I have thousands of them. My wife's mother is a piano tuner. So I have like a lifetime supply. I could make you anything you ever oh, wanted. Oh, out yeah, of but you know what they were talking about that? That, that ivory, too, is banned. If you but it's use already that, on your piano, though. Yeah, but if you use, you can't, you can't sell it. Well, so I wouldn't sell it. I would well, just. That's what. That's what I was. I, I had a conversation with somebody a while ago about that, and it was kind of funny because we were talking about the the ramifications of the ban, the elephant ivory ban, mm-hmm. uh, and the ban of sale, and and they said, uh, and I don't know. I, I mean, I don't have, I don't have a piano here, so it's not. But they said you can no longer sell a piano over the state line. Really? And you're not really even supposed to to sell a piano because that's selling elephant ivory without paperwork. Well, at any I mean, rate, if they're I, vintage, it's got to be a vintage one right, with actual I, ivory I, on them. I have piece. literally more ivory than I could ever possibly use. I had a friend of mine that used to uh, take the elephant ivory and do uh, the piano keys, uh-huh. strip the piano keys from the, the elephant ivory off the keys, and they would, would polish them and scrimshaw them. Yeah, that's a very popular thing to do. The yep. other thing you can do is you can take a whole bunch of piano keys and stack them up and make like an elephant ivory micarta out mm. of it. Um, there's a lot of things you can do with it, but I, I've never actually used it, but I literally have more ivory than I could ever possibly use. And a good substitute would be whalebone. Yeah, but I, looks... I bet that might be uh, another substitute would be um, uh, warthog tusks uh, yeah. or walrus so, tusk or. Well, I was making a segue into my next. Okay, let's hear it. Scientists have found what could be a new kind of killer whale. Nice. So this is how how trustworthy science is. They pretty much know everything science scientists do. You know, they know everything. There is to know about anything. So it must be that the polar ice caps must have melted enough to release the secret pod of killer whales that they've never seen before. A new, a new, uh, new killer whale. Researchers are waiting for DNA tests, because they must have killed one, to confirm that it's not just a mutation. Type D killer whale, Science scientists are now waiting for the test results from a tissue sample, which could give them DNA evidence to prove that this new type of is a distinct species. There you go. Okay. So so we have a new, and they don't look like killer, they look like killer whales, but they don't look like killer whales. Their nose looks like a, 
their nose actually looks like a norwal or something like that or a um it's blunted it's quite a bit blunted than a killer whales you know i was kind of pointy let me let me share this yeah share it up here i'll share it up um does michael jackson do a song about this particular one <laughs> free will song whatever yeah free willy he did a song of free willy yeah, he, that was the main song in the whole thing. Was free will in Free Willy was a Michael Jackson. I song, didn't. I it? didn't know that. I haven't seen Free Willy in a long time. I guess since Bill Clinton was teased about uh, <laughs> Slick Willy. freeing his freeing freeing his Willy into onto Monica Lewinsky's dress. Yes, that was yeah. before Me Too, though. Okay, you got to talk so it comes up. Okay, so now you can see it. See this. Uh, this is the this is the old st this is the t these are it's like talking about airplanes. This is this is the type D right here, and this is the type C right here. Notice the notice the difference in the pointiness of the right. Of the well, nose. which one is the which this one is, is the, the new one, one they've never seen? The one this on the one, left with is the, yeah with the blunt nose. I like the blunt nose. Yeah. The blunt nose guy looks badass. Yeah, they should be. He's got like ramming wells. speed. He's probably the guy that's been sinking all the boats. Yeah, you know, he's probably very well endowed for a whale, too, with yep. the rippling buttocks and all of that. <laughs> <laughs> but but I find it fascinating that after all these years, these guys are so sure of everything that's happening. It's, oh, oop, look it, we found a new whale. I and like the new whale better. Huh? I like the new whale better. Yeah. The left so one. the other one is free, is free Willy, right? This is yeah, that's Willy free one. Willy. This is the other one. This is the new guy. I like him better. This is the Guido of the killer whales. He's bomb ass. Yeah, he's the Guido of the killer whales. So, you know, they most likely eat fish and not mammals like seals. So they're apparently more politically correct because, you know, you want to eat seals. Killer whales eat seals. Yeah, they play with them, though. There's this game that they play where they'll take a baby seal and they'll yep. have a pot of whales offshore and they'll toss them around and all this. And there's a way that the baby seal can win it. And if the baby seal uh, wins the uh, wins the fight, they'll, the killer whale w won't eat the baby seal. They'll bring it back up onto shore and back to its mother. Really? Yeah. I don't believe no, that. that. No, that's a real fucking thing. I've seen it. Are you serious? Yes. What they, do they do? They I thought the only one I saw was they throw it around. Yeah, they throw it around, but there's a way if the if the baby seal behaves correctly or whatever rules the killer whales have set for this competition, if he if he if the baby seal does uh, and, and actually wins the game, the killer whale will bring it back up onto shore. Um, mostly unharmed, and then swim away and not eat him. You believe that? No, I've seen it. I don't have to believe it. I've seen it. So whatever it is, they must never win. <laughs> no, they do win occasionally. It's not very often. That's why whales are so fat. That's why they call them whales. Yeah. They swim a long way, though. They can swim a long way. But yeah. see, so they must have been stuck in the polar ice cap somewhere, and they no, melted. And we always it, it, the thing is, is um, it, we're always discovering new species or variants. It's probably that it's probably not a new species. It's probably a new race. 
Okay, so I I guarantee you that race that older, <sighs> <laughs> I guarantee you that that older um, that new kind of whale, uh, if that new kind of whale could screw the old kind of whale and they'd be able to have babies. So it's not a new species. It's just a little bit different race. Within, well, that's like bears that and dogs. Species. A bear can't screw a dog. Uh, a wolf can screw a dog. And I so think, a, well, I, they're related. They're, they're canines. Yeah, but they're different species though. Um, a, a um, Well, you could probably cross a bear with a dog. We I don't would think have, they could actually mate, but I think you could cross no, one. And produce something that can also reproduce. Right. Okay? Now you probably so, can't do that. But wolves and dogs can do that. And yeah. I, I believe wolves and coyotes can do that. Right. And I believe they call them coyotes. coyote wolves, sir. We have yeah, them up here. We have them, we have them on Old Mission Peninsula yeah. before they wiped them out. Because um, they started snatching up everybody's dogs and threatening their kids last year. Yeah. Uh, but well, I know anyway, the, the, wolves, the wolves do, too. Yeah, well, but that's we don't have. So, so, here. so here's here's this is the latest. I don't know how. I I just saw this at a glance, so I don't know all the details of it. But apparently, we're importing some wolves from Canada into the UP to ki to kill off some of the moose population because they're overpopulated. Right. You would think that they would have a hunting season. Oh. Instead no. of instead of introducing some critter that we wiped out because they were they didn't live they didn't play well with men yeah they were snatching up kids and whatnot. <laughs> they still will yeah you know i mean i don't i mean you give them half a chance they'll snatch you up yeah 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 okay not with it, my mega hat on well no <laughs> a fun, <laughs> fun fact about wolves and men right uh a man can run farther than a wolf can now they can sprint fast as f but if you just keep running and don't die, you're going to be fine because they will overheat um, and they can't run long distances like a man can. So probably two thirds of the population would die. Oh, instantly, it, yeah. it, more than two thirds, ninety percent. So and I and I consider myself in that too. So that's why I carry one of these. I don't leave <laughs> home without it. Is that what? What do you have there? That looks like a nineteen eleven model. Yeah, but that's an officer's model. Um, they this is a this is um a Desert Eagle, and I think that they call this, this is made in Israel, people, and I think that they call this model a um undercover, but I think it's a it's officer. It's, it's got a little barrel, a little stubby barrel, like a two inch yeah, barrel. Yeah, so I have a three inch have a barrel timber version of that. You've seen that one, right? Yep. Yeah. All right, so knife content. One last one, and then we got to go. Oh, look, okay. I have a brick wall behind me now. <laughs> Hit the bricks. That's right. Um, did you ever find your Sabenza? No, I still haven't found it. I have a left-handed Sabenza that is somewhere. Is, is that it? it? No. Is it a classic? It's a Sabenza 21. Is that what this is? No. This is a classic. Yeah, no, I have a. So it must have been before the twenty. This must have been before the twenty-one. This is the new. Are you sure I didn't give you that? No, you gave me this. Because there's there's a lot of times where I'll give somebody a knife and forget that I gave it to them. Yeah, I nope. may have given it away and just forgotten about it. This one is mine, and this one is mine. This is the, my original one, which is a left-handed. But this is original Sabenza. This is the BG42 model. 
I think I gave you that second one, fam. No, I'm telling you, no. You gave me this knife. What's that one? The Mountain Sisters. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The Three Sisters Forge yep. uh, Beast. Whatever. So it's it's got to be either I gave it to somebody or it's sitting in my house. In it's, a box. You know what? You said when you moved from Iowa up here, you said you... It, you think it got packed in a box somewhere? No, but the thing is, is I I literally had that on the day that we were moving, and right. I set it somewhere with my other black glasses, mm-hmm. my ones that I really like. I like these ones, but my other ones were way cooler. And I can't find either my old glasses or my Sabenza Twenty One left handed. And that was before Chris Reeves left the company, right? So that's now, the was OG that he, shit, right? Was that uh um. You, you had those together in Iowa or in Michigan? I had them together in your truck. as we were loading. I, I think they might have been in the pickup truck with me. And you left the pickup truck in... in where did we uh, go pick Green up the Bay. pickup truck? In Green Bay. It broke. Remember, the pickup truck right. broke down, and then right. I had to go back, and you and I had to get it and right. drive it back or whatever. Right, right. So somewhere along the line... Um, you didn't give it to the guy that did the. No, I gave him a Benchmade uh, uh, 340, left-handed because he was left-handed. Yeah, he probably found the Sabenza too and said, "Oh, I think I'll just keep this too." I don't think they got into the truck because the doors weren't jimmied and they were locked. Yeah. And why would they steal my glasses? I don't know. Yeah, well, maybe so they, they wanted got- to make you crazy. Maybe yeah, if they I'm, just I'm, would have taken the knife, they'd have said somebody would have noticed that. But if I take both the glasses and the knife, then you'll say, well, I must have left them somewhere. Riot on Earth says no longer the average Iowa guy. No, I'm still the average Iowa guy. You can take the guy out of Iowa, but you can't take the guy, Iowa out of the guy. And I'm still average. So there you go. Yang is an idiot. Yeah. Well, okay. So you're, we're going to be talking about this guy because I'm going to predict right now that he's going to be in the top three for the Democrats in their primaries. And it's, I would be very surprised if he didn't win their primary. And who he are you talking a, about? Andrew Yang. And uh, you have to, you have I to watch this something guy, about that guy. You have I to don't. watch this guy talk. Uh, and the best place to see him talk is on the Joe Rogan podcast with, and it's on YouTube. Yeah. But look up the Joe Rogan podcast on YouTube with Andrew Yang. Yeah. Uh, keep your knives sharp and your friends sharper, boys. 